Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you're at. Welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Aldis, and I'm joined by... Maggie Lovett. Maggie, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. We have some really exciting things to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, judging by the fact that you actually, like... <laughs> you you messaged me very excitedly last night asking if we could cover at least one of those topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, sure, we're, we'll do that, I suppose. Uh, first things first, happy Dune part today for those who celebrate thank you mike for the five dollar super chat and uh happy dune part two day to you as well and everyone else also steve calderon says hi maggie and john hello steve hello Good steve to see you back uh so yes on today's episode we are going to be talking about labyrinth returning to theaters for two days two special screenings uh an ncis spinoff is happening which maggie is uniquely <laughs> excited about and before that we're going to be talking about matthew vaughn's kick-ass film is going into production the new one in the new series it is called the stuntman and variety is reporting the production has begun on it It is being directed by former stuntman damian walters uh and produced by mr vaughn basically this is part of a new trilogy that is uh set to set up a new kick-ass down the line. It seems like the plan seems to be there's going to be a couple movies and then there's going to be kick-ass. So exciting stuff all around. Maggie, how do you feel about kick-ass? I'm so excited. I love kick-ass. I love all of Vaughn's stuff. I think I've talked about it on here before. I am. Yeah. I think when we talked back, when we were talking about Argyle. You had yeah. Push <laughs> behind yeah. me. Um, yeah. I'm very much a fan of Matthew Vaughn's storytelling, his universes, his entire vibe with the things that he produces as well. So this news was very exciting. Um, very happy to see where this goes. I know he's been talking about this, like, reboot soft reboot re like revisiting the kick-ass thing for a few years now so i'm very excited about this matthew vaughn seems like somebody who is like 
he very much strikes me as the kind of person who needs to be working on something at all times because the dude seems to have so many projects in the works at any given time. As uh, Eileen points out, we want Kingsman blue, uh, blue bloods. Kingsman is something that I know that a lot of people are calling for him to get to work on. People have been calling for him to be working on this kick-ass project. So much going on with Matthew Vaughn, and I'm excited to see it. I do, I do quite enjoy his stuff. Maybe not as much as you. I haven't actually seen Argyle yet. It's uh, fun. I, I really, really enjoyed Argyle. Um, I think Matthew Vaughn is in that same category of filmmakers like Guy Ritchie. Like you have to like already kind of be bought into the worlds that he creates to like be a, a hardcore fan of his. I think the same thing can be said about like Zack Snyder. I think they all kind of appeal to a very specific taste in films and like styles. Um, but with Vaughn, I just really like his commitment for just going like balls to the wall with things. Like it's, they're always weird. It's very much like the Argyle poster says, like from the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn, like that's what he leans into. And I like that he kind of doesn't lean into like pulling away from that. It just goes in on it. And I don't know. I appreciate filmmakers that have their own specific brand of storytelling and they stick with it. And the shared universe aspect of it all is also kind of very entertaining to me because Argyle is very much within the Kingsman universe in a sense. And so like, I love that. I think that's fun. If I had a lot of money and could bankroll my own films, I would definitely like, (laughs) I would do the same thing. (laughs) Do you think that uh, these kick-ass films are going to connect in? I wouldn't be surprised and honestly like more power to him. I think that is like the absolute coolest move to just connect all of your movies together. And especially since some of his filmmaking seems to be like um, reactionary towards things that are going on in like mainstream filmmaking, I think making it a universe multiverse, like shared cinematic universe is actually very meta. (laughs) Very much sounds like something he would do. So. Yeah, I think that w- I think that the only thing that might stop that from happening with Kick-Ass specifically is the fact that it is an adapted IP. Yeah. So, you know, they do have to worry about like the licensing and everything like that, the branding and everything like that. But I could definitely see there being like nods and small little Easter eggs to Argyle and Kingsman and all that sort of stuff throughout. So that would be pretty cool to see. Uh, all in the game says wish Vaughn would go small scale drama again, a la Layer Cake. Uh as interesting as that would be, I feel like that's like a part of Vaughn's career that he's kind of moved past a little bit. Yeah. Um, he seems to very much be enjoying these very bombastic, very over the top, like action oriented projects. Uh, that being said, you never know with Vaughn. He seems to be all over the place. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe he's already working on something. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Layer Cake ends up being part of the Kingsman universe somehow. <laughs> I could see that would be like the weirdest like connection in. I don't know, but I can see it. It's going to be him. (laughs) Definitely. Jeremy Miller says, I'm good with more kick-ass. I just don't want a reboot of the same movie. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that, I think that if they're going to do kick-ass again, it either needs to be a continuation or it needs to be different enough from what we got before that it feels a little bit fresh Um, because the original kick-ass really wasn't that long ago. Although maybe it's long, longer ago than I think it is. Yeah. It's longer Uh, ago than you think. But still, it would be nice to see like a, a something different enough to justify its existence. But either way, I'm pretty excited about it. I think that's going to be uh, pretty pretty exciting. Uh, John Lee says, "I do. I did not like Argyle. Hope his next movie is better. I read that the next movie is supposedly a sequel to an unreleased movie. If that's true, that's puzzling." 
Uh, well, his the whole entire vibe is kind of puzzling. So, <laughs> yeah, there is definitely that. Yeah, that is that is something that I actually have not heard. Yeah, it's a thing. But you know, I don't follow I don't follow Vaughn news maybe as much as you do, Maggie. So maybe that's something that you have heard whispers of. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Miller pointing out, yeah, it was 2010. Okay. Well, Just a while ago. Just a few years. I'm old. And I think that that is something that I need to come to terms with. Uh, I'm a lone kick-ass two stan. I don't, I don't think, think you're, you're alone. a lone kick-ass two stan. I like kick-ass two. I just prefer kick-ass two. I like kick-ass two, too. Personally. That's just me. I don't know. But anyways... That's that's what we got as far as that. Uh, no word on like when we can expect to see the stuntman or anything like that. It's in production, so it's going to be a while. It'll probably be late 2025 at the earliest would be my guess, maybe early 2026. Either way, it's a ways out there. So, but still, you know, something to look forward in the future. So we're gonna look we're gonna look to that. Uh, something else to look forward to in the future that I know that Maggie is exceptionally excited about. We have an NCIS spinoff coming around starring uh, two older, older characters, older series regulars who we haven't seen in a while. And here's the thing, Maggie, you were like very, very excited about this. I you cried were... a little over this. <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't think that this topic name is is appropriate enough Adam, can we change the topic title? Can we can we switch it up a little bit? There we go. Uh, so yes, this this news is entirely just about another one of Maggie's ships actually coming to fruition, and we're getting to see it. So yes, we are getting a NCIS spinoff focused around the characters of Tony and Ziva, who are older characters. If you watch NCIS a while ago, I think it was about it was about. 10 years ago or so? I mean, they, she first came on. So he's been on since yeah. the first season, which was yeah. 21 years well. ago. Which was 21 years ago. Uh, and then she came on around about season three. So about 15 years since she was first introduced to that universe. And then, yeah, it's been about 10 years since they killed off her character and all of that happened. And then it's been about four and a half years since they let us know that she's alive and all of that stuff that started happening in around 2019, 2020. Either way, this has been a long time coming for us to, to get something about yeah. these two characters. I um, like, like no spoilers, obviously, because it's a show that's been out for a really long time, but like, yeah. I loved everything about their dynamic so much because they went from like partners to maybe lovers to then they had a secret baby and then she got killed and then he was taking care of the baby. Like there's just so much good, like almost like soap opera drama angst for it. That was just like, and they're so good together. And I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'm so ready to be back in the procedural game. Well, this entire series is going to be entirely focused on that dynamic between the two characters because it is being reported that it is going to be a 10 episode miniseries uh, all about their life together in Paris, raising their daughter, Tali. Tali, Tali, Tali. I'm going to assume Tali. Tali. Uh, basically the, the synopsis seems to be that Tony's been running a security company that it gets attacked and it whips his family into a giant cluster of just madness and action. And it is reporting that it is going to be apparently very action heavy. So that is definitely something to look forward to. I, I remember liking these two characters. I actually stopped watching when they left. Mm-hmm. 
And I have not thought about NCIS since. <laughs> What's so funny is yesterday morning, I was joking that I would get back into watching procedurals if Tony and Ziva came back. And then later in the day, I got this email and I stared at it and I was like, is one of my coworkers pranking me right now? <laughs> and I'm like, nope, it's it's from Paramount. And then I was just like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> like, and it was so fun to go onto Twitter as well and to see everybody be like, oh my God, Tiva lives. Which the ship name for Tony and Ziva is Tiva. I didn't realize that these characters had a big enough following to have a proper oh, ship Oh, John. Oh, John. This was probably one of the biggest ships. It was right up there with, with Casket, which was Castle and Beckett on um, Castle, and Booth and Brennan over on Bones. Maybe like, just not, a, not if you were, procedural shipping. If you is. were a partners to lovers fan in the mid-aughts those shows delivered for you and i will say that's what's so funny that people always pull like the procedurals into like dad tv that like that's what people call that when everybody i know who watches those shows are mostly women that are there for their ships i was gonna say that's um it's that's a mom genre yeah it's mostly all of us watching it for our ships i (laughs) so i watched those i watched all three of those shows that you mentioned back in the day mostly just because i like police procedurals yeah i mean there's there's a certain degree of i mean even going back to uh csi crime scene investigation um oh my god what are their names um grissom and sarah like i shipped them and they ended up together sarah and grissom um that's another one that i haven't thought about in like over a decade csi i mean that was that was my my thing when i was a kid i didn't like that one nearly as much as the later ones yeah i had the video game for it All right, Maggie. Uh, so yeah, just figured we would toss that out because I know that Maggie was just so uniquely excited <laughs> about this story. Uh, so no sad. word yet. I literally shed tears. <laughs> no word yet on a title or a release date or even where it's going to be released. I think the uh, safe bet would be. Oh, is it going to be Paramount Plus? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, it's Paramount Plus, which is actually currently where you can watch NCIS. It is streaming on Paramount Plus. Yep. If you want to go back and revisit all of your Tiva ship moments, uh, that is where you can go and you can watch that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let's let's dive into the comments here a little bit. Law and Order SVU is one of my is more of my jam. I liked the original Law and Order way more than I liked any of the spinoffs oh. personally, and I think it was because. I don't know if this has necessarily changed over the years, but for the most part, older law and order wasn't really character driven. It was more about the actual like cases because my biggest problem with SVU always was I just I didn't want to hear about the detectives or the lawyers like private lives. I don't care. That was my thing with law and order was I like I just I never cared about them as people. I love SVU because there's ships on that show as well that I care deeply about. Like, uh. yeah, I was here for the mystery. I was like, I want to, I want to know like the who done. I, I don't ships. care about the detective went on a date. I don't care. The thing is, is that it's funny because then other procedurals, I did care about that stuff. But Law and Order always struck me as like I'm here for the procedure. No, no, but that's just that's just me. Uh, Let's see what else here. Uh, Dune 2 and Shogun are in the same week. Good times. I So I know this is wildly off topic. Uh, I need to watch Shogun because the trailers and everything for that. I know. And everything looks so good. And it is so up my alley. Because like I love 
samurai media like a lot i'm one of those guys who watches like the the badly fan translated old japanese samurai movies i actually just did a video uh a feature video for the site all about underrated samurai movies i love that so i'm here for it i do need to watch shogun and i'm going to go see dune 2 this evening so i'm i'm pretty excited about that sadly i don't get to see it in imax tonight because the nearest imax to me is two hours away so that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, Mike Joyce says uh, IMAX is the way to go, which is, yeah, I do know that I need to do that. Back on the procedural train, though, Steve said they should just bring back NCIS LA only. I, I just that one. But. I, I watched a couple episodes of that one. Because there, let's see, there's, there's NCIS, there's NCIS New Orleans. Mm-hmm, which I loved. And that had and one space from... Yeah, New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans is Bacula. Yeah, Bacula. Yeah. LA had Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, O'Con- O'Connell. Yeah. Chris- Christopher yeah. O'Connell. I don't remember yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched the one with Bacula because I love Bacula. I love, I love Scotty Bax. Uh, <laughs> I grew, I grew up watching Quantum Leap, and I'm one of the like few people who seem to actually like Enterprise. I loved so, Enterprise. Have we talked about this before? I think I think we have. It's been a long time getting from here to there. Yeah, I I loved Enterprise. I should go back and rewatch Enterprise. It's actually been. A I started time. rewatching it during the pandemic. I will say, does I was not thinking, hold up. <laughs> I was thinking about this, Maggie. A a dream interview for Collider Dailies, someone that I would love to get on Collider Dailies, is anybody who helped design any of the hero ships from Star Trek. Ah. So like a Doug Drexler, John Eves, like any of those guys, we get them on, be all about it. So if you worked on Starship design for Star Trek, <laughs> specifically if you helped work on Enterprise, because I love the NX-01. Uh, then uh, hit us up. That is wildly off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, let's get to our third and final topic of the day. Labyrinth is returning to the theaters for two days only. If you want to jump in and check it out, you can check it out on March 6th and on March 10th. Uh, it is going to be, uh, I believe one showing a day, two showings a day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is, uh, all part of like them celebrating labyrinth being labyrinth, including labyrinth just recently returned to digital. It had a 4k release. It's all fantastic and fancy. Labyrinth is a movie that terrified me as a child. Really? Yes, that movie scared the crap out of me. I had a very different reaction to that as a child. <laughs> David Bowie was terrifying to little, like, three-year-old John. That stuff scared me. I did not want to get kidnapped by the Goblin King. What very was your different. reaction, Maggie? <laughs> very different. Goblin <laughs> King can kidnap me. 
<laughs> you got a thing about a man playing with his balls? <laughs> <laughs> it's crystal balls. Come on. Come on now. Behave, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you can you can check out this film. There are uh obviously it's going to be something where it's like a special screening thing. Mm. So go ahead and check it out if you can. I uh sadly can't. Yeah, I can't. No I'm theater crazy. near me is showing it, which is a bummer. Because one of my favorite things to do when I lived in Reno, Nevada, was every it was every Wednesday and Sunday, uh, the theaters would have showings of like old classic movies, and I saw like just some fantastic films that were so much better on the big screen than they had any right to be. I stand by still that as problematic as the film is, and as like you got to understand the the cultural context cultural and historical context around it gone with the wind on the big screen mm-hmm. was f- magnificent oh. i absolutely love that and seeing die hard on the big screen was also a like a borderline life-changing experience <laughs> oh, i love that i never it's, it's, really ever go to any of the re-release screenings or stuff i am thinking about the phantom of the Men- phantom menace one that comes out in may for the the redoing I kind of thought it was already a foregone conclusion that you would go. I just assumed. I mean, it just depends on my scheduling. You know, there's a lot of things you want to do, but like, do you have? I'm sure that if you told everyone at Collider, (laughs) stop talking to me, the Phantom Menace is back in theaters, they would understand. (laughs) They might. They might. I'll have to pull out like all of my Darth Mauls and Qui Gon Jinn and all of my. I want the day that they're doing that, I want you to show up to. Collider dailies in full Darth Maul face paint. <laughs> Why would I dress up like the man that killed my beloved Qui Gon Jinn? <laughs> I'd be more likely to show up with a Padawan braid. Yeah, I suppose you could also do that. I wore a Padawan braid a lot when I was a kid. Why does this not surprise me that you would go with the Padawan rat tail? <laughs> My friends and all had I all had it, so I don't know. It worked. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Mike K coming in with a super chat. The last classic screening I attended was Casablanca on Valentine's Day. That was a treat since they also screened the Looney Tunes parody short. <laughs> what a shot in chaser. That would be spectacular. Casablanca is one that I would love to see on the big screen. Uh I'm trying to think of other ones that I would like to see. I've seen both Alien and Aliens. That was pretty awesome. I would love to see Predator. Uh, Citizen Kane, I feel like I just have to see on the big screen eventually. Jurassic Park, I'd like to go back and see that again on the big screen. I, think I would really like to see some silent films on a big screen with like an actual orchestra because I just mm. watched um, Dr. Caligari's Cabinet. I was going to say the Cabinet, Cabinet of Dr. Dr. Caligari. Caligari would be a good yeah. one. Uh, Nosferatu, would, of Nosferatu. course. Uh, Metropolis, of course, mm-hmm. another one that would be pretty stellar. Could go for like Seventh Heaven. Uh, I'm trying to think like, about what is it? The Man Who Smiles. The Man Who Smiles would be pretty good. I just want to see. I want the experience of what it would have been like going to see these movies and when they would have the actual like orchestras playing the back. I was going to say, so you got to go to one that has like either the orchestra or it has just the guy on the piano just going ham. Yeah, because I, I want that like full experience because I really enjoy it. There's, there's got to be some place in the continental U.S. that does that. 
I feel like that a lot of like probably thing. does. I went and saw, I can't remember what movie I went and saw when I was a kid at the Library of Congress because they do screenings, but I feel like that's something they would do. That does very much. Uh, yeah, as Sam Red points out, uh, Metropolis is turning 100 in a few years. It would not surprise me. I actually need to look when that is. I feel like that's uh, uh, 27, so it'll be uh, 2027. I, it would not surprise me at all if if we start seeing 100th anniversary screenings of that film. Like, that is... It's Metropolis. That's the one that everyone holds up as, like, the silent film that inspired everybody yeah i mean it basically created sci-fi films basically so yeah there's so many like old silent films i've been spending a lot of time recently making videos about like best picture winners and oscar winners and stuff throughout history which has actually turned me on to a lot of silent films that i've never checked out because i've seen like the big ones that everyone yeah but there's a lot of like other smaller ones that don't get a lot of love like wings which was actually the first best picture winner um just recently watched that one and was pretty good. I should I should be adding these things to my letterbox and actually you Yes, you should. <laughs> uh anyone into anime here? They just released One Punch Man season three teaser. I am not, but I have fans who are, so I will be passing that along to them. You have uh, fans? Yeah. Or I have friends, sorry. <laughs> friends who are fans. I was like, wow, John, you've got fans now? I'm proud. Yeah, with my like two hundred Twitter followers, yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got so many fans, fans for days. If by fans, you mean the like things that rotate and blow air. I've got plenty of those because it gets hot here sometimes. Uh, but yeah, no, I will have to pass that on to my friends and stuff because One Punch Man is one that I know that a lot of my friends are really into. Anime is one of those things that I just can't. I don't know. I have tried so many times to get into anime and it just something always stops me. Yeah, I only I read some manga and and watched a couple anime when I was at anime shows when I was a kid. Uh, Fruit Basket was one, Inuyasha was another, and there was another one. I can't remember the other one was called now. I've watched, uh, I watched a little bit of Vampire Hunter D back in the day. The Pokemon anime is anime, but I don't really like I don't really count that. Yeah, Personally. I was a Digimon girl and a Monster Ranchers girl versus... You would be a Digimon girl. Wow. <laughs> Mon for life. Um, you just gotta be... Like, you just you strike me as somebody who, when you were younger, you just wanted to be as contrarian as possible. I'm not a contrarian. I just like what I like. <laughs> but yeah, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, young you strikes me as someone who would be like, Pokemon's popular. I'm gonna go get into Digimon. I just never really got the appeal of pokemon it just seemed i never liked the games i tried to play any of the games like i would rent them from blockbuster and i would like try to play them and like the i don't know if it was just like the mechanics of how the games work just like didn't really work with my brain at all so i never got into pokemon like i'm aware of all the characters i had a pikachu um as a kid but it was monster ranchers and digimon that was like the thing that i liked i also preferred their like creature designs i thought they were much cooler See, the creature designs are what turned me off Digimon. Really? Because, like, because the thing that I liked about Pokemon when I got into it, which was Gen 1, was th- they looked like animals. Like, and the evolutions made sense. Like, mm. the, the, the whole Digi, Digivolves or whatever they call it, 
it will it, like I saw one that it was like okay, it's like a lizard dude, and then it becomes a bigger lizard dude, and I'm like okay, this tracks, this makes sense, and then suddenly it becomes like an angel lady. Ah, and I'm angel, like, this yeah. makes no sense. Where where angel. where's the through line here? This doesn't make any sense. Digimon, so like digital monsters, Digimon's so Digimon. like little little kid John was like, no no, that just seems weird to me. I'm gonna go hang out with my like rat things. I was a wolf girl, and there were two wolf-like creatures, one in uh, Digimon and one in Monster Rancher. So I think that's why I gravitated towards those. Yeah, Pokemon didn't really get anything wolf-like until I mean, we had Hound, we had Houndour and Houndoom in Gen mm-hmm. Two. Generation three got but they look too um, much like dogs and not like wolves. <laughs> yeah, Generation three got. Oh, why am I spacing on it? There is it is one that actually looks like a dog. Poochiana and Mightyena. Like they look like wolves. Yeah. I did like the horse like one in Pokemon. Showing my horse one. It has something with tails in it. Well, oh, do you mean Tauros in Gen 1? That was a cow or a No, the one that has like the fiery tail. Oh, Ponyta. Yeah. Why do I have space on Ponyta and Rapidash? Maybe yeah, it's because I was a I was a I was a blue version kid, and I don't think that those those two mm. were in blue version. Or no, it was it was Vulpix and Nine Tails that wasn't in blue version. We're Nine getting tails. into it. We're getting yeah, into that's it. That's the one I was we're like. I think there was a Tails thing. on it, and then of course there was like Neopets as well. If we're talking like the weird things that we were all obsessed with as children, also love that. I I think I missed the boat on Neopets. I love Neopets. Like I think I, I was really just wish. I just too old for Neopets. I often wish I could go back just to play some of the games that were on that site. I loved the, uh, the one that was like, you had to shoot berries. That was fun. And then like going to the omelet to feed your <laughs> sick and dying Neopets. Like there's just so many things about that. That was like, okay, I'm done with school. I'm going to go play Neopets so, and do my little pattern. This might've been like, because you're a little bit younger than me, but you're not much younger than me, but this might've been, you might have even been too old for even this, but what are your thoughts on Club Penguin? I never got into Club Penguin. Okay. I was too old for it. I was figuring if anybody that I knew was going to have been into Club Penguin, it probably would have been. There was something similar to Club Penguin that I felt like a lot of people didn't ever play with, which was, um, oh my God, it's the cereal brand that makes Kellogg's and all of those post. Yeah. Yeah, they had their own thing that you could like join and you would use your box tops to like register things on it and you could build a little like house in it and play games with this character that you would make and like interact with other kids that were playing this. And I really enjoyed that. And then I logged on one day and it was all gone. <laughs> so I remember that devastating. You gotta love advertising games, advert, right? advert, advertainment. Advertainment, yeah. See, I grew up playing Chex Quest, so like I was all mm. about that that advertainment. I'm like, give me my my Doom game for small children. Uh, <laughs> so I'm guessing Maggie is totally excited for Pokemon Z A in 2025. Yeah, I'm sure she might I, not be, but I am. I will say, Pokemon Concierge was awesome. I did watch that. Oh, I enjoyed that immensely. <laughs> I'm. Jeremy, I'm excited for Pokemon Z, which that's what it is. It can have a fancy name, Pokemon Legend Z-A. It's Pokemon Z. That's just what I'm going to refer to it as. Uh, also, that that reveal was probably the the only thing that they could have done that entire Pokemon Direct that would have surprised me was that. 
because I was sitting there going, okay, we're going to get our Gen 5 remakes, and then they just skip Gen 5 and go straight to Gen 6. No love for you, Nova jerks anyways kalos needs it kalos very much needs it anyways we are like wildly off topic now so that's just where we're gonna end we really need to just have a little card for us where it just pops up and like maggie and john just go off the rails well i mean that did kind of start as a like here we're just gonna talk about what chad is talking about and i don't know how we got around to that brian henson confirms this month that a labyrinth sequel is still in development did he i missed that i'll have to we will we will look into that and verify that before we uh, comment on that too much. I'm I'm not saying that you're wrong, which is I haven't heard it. Uh, so we'll we'll look into that and we'll get back to you. Maybe we'll get back to you tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be myself and Maggie once again. So uh, us. be sure to tune in to that, Maggie. Before we go, is there anything coming down the pipeline that you've got going on that you like to talk about? Speaking of puppets and Henson, um, my Farscape interviews are coming out soon. Um, I'm still waiting for the video from talking to Rockney, the creator of Farscape. So that should be coming out sometime in the next couple of days, hopefully, um, maybe like Monday or Tuesday, depending on how much time I have to get all of that worked up. But yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm pretty excited to watch that when when that's all. My Ben Browder one was really fun. He is fantastic. I'm excited about that because I actually just this morning, I watched a few episodes of Farscape just because I was like sitting here as I was editing a video and I was like, I need something to watch. Uh, I've got all these episodes of Farscape downloaded from when I do a video. So let's just toss on a couple episodes of that. I love and that. I love that show so much. I need to go. I need to do a full rewatch, but it's been a long time. So yeah. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be up on collider.com. You can go ahead and check that out. Go over there while you're at it. Uh, read up some articles, get informed, learn all the like news and discussion around movies, TV, entertainment, all that sort of stuff. Watch some videos that I made. They're all up on there as well. They're also up on YouTube now. So just go over to the Collider main channel and watch some videos that I made or the rest of the very talented video team have made. Uh, Anyways, as I said, we will be back tomorrow, myself and Maggie. So until then, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. Go go watch Dune 2, or if you're not going to watch Dune 2, just watch something that you enjoy. Something that go makes watch you happy. Lisa Frankenstein. It's currently on digital. No, that that movie went to digital way too fast. I was because actually people did not that. go and watch it, and now people are watching it, and they're like, "Oh my god, this movie's amazing!" And I'm like, "Yeah, would it have been great if you saw it in theaters?" We are. We're going to talk about this after the show. Uh, <laughs> anyways, be back tomorrow, and uh, yeah, hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. We'll catch you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.